Welcome to the No Wasted Days podcast. I'm Blaine Marion. And I'm Courtney Marion. And on this podcast, we dive deep into the unconventional ways we got sober. And how we continue to stay sober. Well, welcome to episode nine of the No Wasted Days podcast. I'm your co-host, Blaine Marion. And I'm Courtney Marion. And today, our topic is going to be love. Woohoo! In honor of uh, Valentine's Day being, you know, two weeks past in history, I guess we're going to talk about love today. Well, this podcast isn't going to come out until the middle of March, so it's about a month ago. <laughs> Cupid's a little late this time, but that's all right. She's still, uh, it's still lovely anyway. So what, uh, what do you love most about being sober? What do I love the most about being sober? This is a very loaded question. And honestly, what I love most about being sober is myself. I had a bad relationship with myself since I was a kid. Um, and that's something I've really struggled with. And I know now through quitting drinking and through doing a little bit of healing that that is a huge part of why I drank is because I didn't love myself. And as corny as that sounds, that is honestly what I wanted to get out of sobriety and what I continue to get out of sobriety is I have a good I have a good relationship with myself, the best I've ever had. That's a good answer. <sighs> it's a loaded gun. It's a fucking hot topic. It's a loaded gun. Uh, what about you? What do you... I know this is going to sound weird, oh God. but the thing I love the most about being sober is the morning. Yeah. Because every single day I wake up, I'm sober. It's another great day. It's another no wasted day. I get up in the morning. I have my coffee. I write my journal and I just take a bit of me time. And even when I'm at work, I still get up a little bit earlier and just kind of, you know, do nothing. I love the mornings, but I like your answer better because I love myself too, a lot. And the cool thing about being sober is that you don't have to, I love just being myself and just acting. I'm a weirdo. <laughs> I'm not. I am. I'm a weirdo. We, I'm not. Uh, we call him an alien, and he's not from this planet. <laughs> he is a fucking Cash, weirdo. Get out of here, buddy. Sorry, we got Cash here. He's messing up. Our he's camera. our cameraman's a little faulty. He's trying though. There, Give him it's a, okay, old boy. Lay down, lay down, bud. Lay down, buddy. So anyway, yeah, I, I love being myself because when I was in active addiction, I could never. I always felt like I could never be myself because I was well, I was a drunk. I hated myself. I hated what I was doing to myself. But now that I'm sober and I'm living this fucking cool life, I just love being myself, being a weirdo, talking about crystals and all kinds of cool stuff and talking about all my different hobbies and interests. And I found that people genuinely like me. So that's probably the thing I love the most. Self-love. It comes a long way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and like such a loaded question like you throw love on the table like what do you love about sobriety and i almost want to say to you what do i not fucking love about sobriety yeah i love so many things about sobriety um obviously though the main thing i love myself and i do not fucking love myself because if i loved myself i wouldn't have treated myself the way i did for years fuck years decades yeah um something that, like other things that i love too i love the fact that i wake up in the morning with a sense of purpose and a sense of like belonging on this earth. I felt like maybe I'm a fucking alien too. I don't know. But I felt like for the <laughs> longest time when your only purpose is to get through the day so you can go get fucking drunk or so you can have that drink after, that's that's no way to live. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, uh, I remember in early sobriety, I was always, I've struggled with this for a long time, trying to figure out what my purpose on earth is. And I know that sounds weird, but, and for a lot of my twenties, I put a lot of my purpose into like my career in like, you know, trying to be successful. I mean, everybody wants to, especially as a man, like you want to get a job you want to be successful at it. And I mean, I still have a successful job. I'm still, I like to say I'm pretty good, (laughs) but I remember one night me and you were out, we just parked somewhere. We were listening to music. And I asked you, I was like, what is my purpose on life? And you told me it's to take care of me. And I was like. <laughs> the most selfish answer in the whole entire world I might add. But, but yes, Uncle Cracker was playing. It was like, yeah. follow me and everything. Will be... And then you're like, I don't know my purpose. And I was like, I don't have purpose. My <laughs> purpose is to take care of me. Yeah. And ever since then, I was like, holy fuck. What am I? Yeah. Like that is the true. That is my purpose on life is to take care of you, give you a great life. And if I have to go to work and do all that, I mean, that just comes with it. But my purpose isn't to like be successful at a job. Like who gives a shit? (laughs) My purpose is to make you happy and like have a great life. Well, and I think, you know, like as much as I said that, like how I said that, I don't know if like when I said it, if that was like, maybe I think I could have maybe said it a little better, but maybe our purpose is to love each other. Yeah. You know, like I, so right now I am, my career is a duck wrangler and I'm the (laughs) co-host of the No Wasted Days. I have more fulfillment. I have more love for my days, more love for myself, more love for my life. Fucking Mm -hmm. cooking your dinner, taking care of your fucking ducks and your dogs. (laughs) I like doing my like little Oracle spreads and like taking care of myself and filling our cup. Yeah. Than I ever got from working in a, working the fucking rat race. Yeah. I would like, I would love one day for this to be like my real job. And I honestly, like my real job I have now, like it's, it's a, it's a good job and my boss is great. It's a good company and all that, but it doesn't give me the fulfillment like this does this like, and I know like this isn't even a job. It's just a hobby, but I mean, you never know one day. And I, but I get so much out of doing this stuff. And that's how I think I'm able to continue to do it. Like I work crazy hours, like 14 hours a day or 13 hours, whatever it is, kind of depends. And then I'm gone a lot in camp. And even when I'm not like 13 hour shifts plus driving, like it's a, it's a long day, but being able to have this little side thing is just so cool. Cause I love creating these podcasts and our, little macaroni meadows videos and all that it's so much it's so much fun and i love it and you know what i i love the feeling of being excited to do this stuff yeah i've never ever any job i've ever worked i have never woken up in the morning and being excited to fucking go do that yeah you know like i love being excited to go film to go record these podcasts to like plan our days around it and mm-hmm. to look forward to it. Like even while you're gone, you know, yeah. while Blaine's in camp or whatnot, like I look forward to you coming back obviously cause I miss you and I love you, but like, <laughs> I look forward to fucking, I look forward to my own podcast coming out. Yeah. I love this. I love what's coming of it. I love having people reach out to me and be like, fuck, like that's so awesome. I love your podcast. Or even like being like, Hey, I listened to your podcast. Like give it, even give me fucking constructive criticism. I love that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of neat because like we record a bunch of these podcasts when I'm on days off. And then when it gets close to the release date, 
I usually go back and kind of listen to it and make sure it's, you know, listenable and kind of edit a little bit, put an intro in, blah, blah, blah. But you kind of, because I record them like three weeks before they are released, I kind of forget. And then I listen to them and I'm just like, oh man, like that's a really good one. And yeah, I love doing these podcasts. It is so much fun. And I like, yeah, it's, it's one of the most rewarding things I think I've ever done. Right. To be honest. And it's one of those things that, like, I feel, you know, when those people, like, like, again, with the bullshit cliches and people are like, oh, like, I'm like, I love my job. I love like, okay, obviously, again, this isn't a job, but this is something that isn't something we need to do, but something that I look forward to so much that I can understand why people get into this lifestyle and why they want to continue to do this. And just like, yeah, having those people reach out, having that, like, having the feeling and the knowing that this all kind of adds up and makes a difference in its own way. Mm-hmm. And even like, since we gotten sober, like mine and your relationship has gotten 10 times better. Oh, I would say. Like it wasn't even, it wasn't bad before, but I mean. It wasn't, it was, you know, that, yeah, it wasn't, I would say it wasn't great. We never really had a really, really shitty relationship. We've always been relatively strong, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's definitely, you know, it's definitely, we weren't always on the same page. We weren't honest about the level of our addiction. We weren't always on the same page and again i'm not saying we're always on the same page now Mm -hmm. but i now have a different i now have a different view and a different understanding of what our conflict is Mm -hmm. and i know now that our love is so much stronger than the conflict and sometimes especially deep in addiction being so stuck into your own fucking in your own boots and your own shit that sometimes got clouded for me yeah yeah it's uh i'm trying to think back like when i was in addiction like what did i love and (laughs) <laughs> Love another know. drink. <laughs> loved another drink, I guess. Love yeah. me some fucking skip the mic, skip the dishes, McDicks. I guess I, I loved like I loved a good time. I loved not having to go to work the next day because then I could get as drunk as I wanted to and didn't have to worry about going to work, which is such a stupid thing to love. Like, ugh. <laughs> right. I think for me, I loved the false sense of security drinking gave me. Yeah. Because again, that all fucking struggle, that all filters into the self that into the fact that I didn't love myself, right? Yeah. So when I had that artificial, those artificial uh, feelings of love or like confidence, it all kind of, to me at the time, I guess it kind of made it worth it. It made it worth the bullshit. It made it worth the being sick and hungover and taking your lumps with it. But in the reality was that's not true. That's not love. That wasn't love for myself. That wasn't love, uh, a genuine feeling. That was just a temporary fucking pick me up to a long time struggle. That's, you know, that I was just putting a bandaid on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There was definitely the, it gave you like a, like alcohol gives you like a false confidence. Mm-hmm. And now I love that I don't need that. Like, I, I'm confident in myself. Absolutely. Like, I walk around differently. <laughs> you really do. You got I a puff fun, my chest out a little he's got bit. A little fun, he's got a little more piss and vinegar to him now than he used to. I do. To, I, yeah. You know, I, I feel great. I walk around like I'm... You look great, too. You look amazing. Ah, well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do, though. I walk around with a bit of confidence, and I just... I'm happy. Truly happy which I don't know, a lot of people can't really say that, I guess. Well, and that's just it. A lot of people can't say that. And I think that that's why, you know, when people see like all the shit that we've done the last little while, when we sold our house and moved to Hudson's Hope and like 
the podcast and the sober living and like all the exercising, all the shit that we've been doing, these are acts of self love. Mm-hmm. These are acts of self love that we had denied ourselves for so long for, you know, addiction reasons, whatever fucking laziness, a terrible fucking getting caught up in your own bullshit, mental health reasons. Like we denied these things to ourselves for so long. Mm-hmm. And it just feels absolutely amazing to be able to do these things and not because it's an obligation, but because we actually love ourselves enough to fucking put into the work, put in the work to do it. Like I love getting spring water. (laughs) I talk to people about it like all the time. I do. I love it. And people are always like, like what the fuck is wrong with you? Why do you love (laughs) spring? Like, I'm so sick of hearing you talk about spring water. Just get it in a bottle. I'm like, no, (laughs) it is not the same. I don't care that it says on a bottle that it comes from Calgary. Who knows where that bottle's from? Go into the actual spring where the water comes out of the earth. It's amazing. It tastes great. And you know what I love now? That's something I never used to fucking love. Hmm. I love paying a little bit extra more for a better fucking, for a better product. Like salt. I've been like eating the shitty fucking Himalayan bullshit for years. That's just garbage. Yeah. We got some good sea salt now. We do have some really good good sea salt. But like little things like that, that you don't think make a difference. So you're just like, ah, fuck, I'll buy the cheapest shitty thing. No. Mm-hmm. Pay the extra because you're going to love the results of it and you're never going to want to go back. That is something else I love. Being willing and open to paying a little bit more for a superior product that will change your life in a good way. Yeah. And speaking of love, you know what is uh, something else I love? Oh, I love my old man pill containers. <laughs> I take vitamins and supplements. And now I've got so many. I have two old man containers because I can't fit them all in one. And I take them every day and I love it. I feel so good when I take them all and. I hate it when I miss a day. Sometimes I forget to refill them or something. I hate that. And then Blaine has like this big cry because his piss isn't like bright fucking <laughs> alien green. That's fun too. That is true. I I uh, I, I like my uh, I like my vitamin P. It makes it look funny. <laughs> <laughs> I even one time at work like we were all pissing on this one pile of snow, and someone was like, "Man, I don't know what's wrong with somebody, but it's like neon green." I'm like, "Oh, that's me." <laughs> Probably thought you had like gummy. <laughs> yeah, probably. It's like, oh no, I just take a lot of vitamins. Oh, <laughs> I just, I feel like I just, I love so many things now that I feel my lo- like I didn't love any. Yeah, I loved booze. Like, oh, go yeah. fucking Courtney. I mean, I love my family. Don't get me wrong, but I didn't love anything. Yeah. You know, like back in active addiction, I didn't. Fuck, I didn't even like myself half the time. Like, I just no. feel like. With this gate of sobriety, I love, love, love the clear, like clear headedness. I love mm-hmm. seeing shit as it actually is. Yeah. I love taking the blinders off and I love being able to look back at myself from fucking two years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago and being like, man, like that was fucked up. Like you, you know what I mean? <laughs> and be like, yeah. fuck, like, and I don't look at it. Like I used to look at it and pick myself apart and fucking blame my, like, you know, like, oh, why, why, why? But like, no, I'm like, now I can look back at myself. And be like, fuck, man, girl, you were fucking struggling. Mm-hmm. And now I give myself a little bit of grace. And I know that I do that because I fucking have that respect for myself and that love for myself. Yeah. I wish, like, I wish I could, like, talk to myself back then because it's just like, man, I needed so much help. And, like, there was nowhere to get it. Like, because, and the biggest reason why is because you don't want to admit you have a problem and, like, actually ask for help. And I honestly, I never even did. No, I just fuck took her under the chin and figured it out herself. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a that's a you kind of I kind of help myself, I guess. Well, I'm like that's a big thing for me too. Like I fucking like I hate asking for help. I 
it's one of those things that you just, I just grew up like fucking figure it the fuck out. And I'm not saying that that's the best approach to life. Cause it definitely isn't. You should be open to, you should be open to receiving help and asking for help. But a lot of people are brought up that way where you just don't fucking ask for help. You just fucking take your under the chin. And I did that for a really long time. Fuck before I quit drinking, I didn't even cry. Like yeah. I'm a fucking female who would go a year without crying. That's weird. You need to cry. Yeah. Like fucking, you need to cry. Like I'm just going to put it out here. I had no, like, I have great things going on in my life and I have nothing but potential. The last fucking week alone, I've cried like three times just from happiness. Like, yeah. that is fucking crazy. Sorry, Cash was barking at a deer. Oh, I know. It's always, <laughs> always something around here. Yeah. We're on a farm, damn. <laughs> He's like, I just love barking at a deer. I, uh, when we first got sober, I used to cry all the time. Like, every, like, and I know I'm like, oh, you're a man, you shouldn't cry. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I, <laughs> I would finish a day at work, and I'd have a great day, you know. My coffee was good. Everything went well. I had a good day, you know. I didn't have to work too hard. And I would drive back to camp or something, and the sun would be setting. And I would just, like, feel, like, so grateful that I'm not, like, drunk. And I was only, like, 30 days in, and it was just... Man, I'd shed a couple of tears. You know how a sad song comes on the radio and <laughs> start feeling? Start when you get sober, you feel. Oh, man, you feel Nobody so tells much. you. Like, I didn't know. Like, all of a sudden, you just, like, all these emotions you've been holding in for, like, years just come pouring out. And you, there's nothing you can do with them. You have to get them out. Absolutely. And, like, they just come. Like, yeah, that's and that's just it. Like, me being like, oh, I was like, oh, fuck it. I wouldn't cry. I cry, like, once a year. Yeah, because you know what I was doing? Yeah. I was taking all my fucking emotions, good, bad, and happy, and I was just pushing them down with another drink. Yeah. But it's like anything else. That pressure's going to build and build, and it's got to fucking come out. Like, we're meant to feel. Yeah. That is a, that's such a huge thing that, like, I used to use alcohol to not feel. Yeah. To fucking be numb. And, like, the shittiest part about that is it's just a temporary fix. As soon as that fucking top comes off, you're feeling mm -hmm. 18 times all of it all at once. And that's why you, that's the reason why you feel like such fucking garbage. But once is like you do get sober and you start feeling these things, man, it is such a cool feeling because I went <laughs> so long just being like numb and not feeling shit. And then all of a sudden, like all these things and emotions hit me and I'm like, Oh man, like it was insane. Well, and honestly, it, it changes who you are as a person. Like, I can honestly say I have so much more compassion, so much more patience, so much more, um, so much more, like, eagerness or, like, willingness to see shit from somebody else's point of view. Yeah. I never had that. When I was so fucking, and I mean, I'm still stubborn, don't get me wrong. I know you're going to fucking call me out on this, but, like, I was so fucking stubborn, so pig-headed, so stuck in my fucking ways. So, like, no, fucking my way, fuck, you know what I mean? Like, I was so stuck in my own bullshit back in addiction and like now especially these last couple of years like i am so much more open to just sitting back and like fucking like no like okay like i don't necessarily agree with you but tell me why like being compassionate hearing people out fucking seeing shit from other people's point of view it's no longer fucking johnny one no like one way for me it's yeah so much easier now to see shit from other people's point of view and honestly i feel like a better human for it yeah yeah it's pretty like having compassion for other people is a big thing and it's it can be hard even now i like i'm compassionate to an extent but there's still you know you can only go so far 
Well, you you have to only go so far, right? Like, yeah, you can't fucking if you let every little tiny thing fucking destroy you, you would be destroyed. Yeah, as simple as that. There's but a lot I mean, of problems in the world. There's so many problems in this world. Like, ugh. Yeah. But I think that that's just such a such a cool thing. And again, that all like to me that ties into love because you fucking love yourself. I love myself, and that's why I can feel this shit that I couldn't fucking feel, or I chose to dim down myself so I didn't feel for years and years like it's it's crazy and it affects who you are as a person as a human being it's yeah. part of your personality it's part of your fucking soul you're basically compressing your soul yeah I know and even when we were when I was still like in addiction or active addiction I found that like I didn't love anything any of my old interests didn't like peak me no I didn't love anything but getting drunk and having a good time even though it wasn't a good time. Like I didn't love golf. I didn't love fishing. I didn't love outdoors. I didn't love anything. No. I just love getting pissed at home. Cause you can't love other things when fucking you're tied into an addiction. You yeah. can't like that is all fucking consuming. Like, I mean, I'm not saying that we were to this point in our addiction, thank God, but some people will rob their own fucking mothers blind for money to get fucking drug, booze, drugs, fuck you name it. Right. Yeah. Like addiction is a whole and it is, Something that it is so easy to go from to not see it till it's a problem. And then even then to just fucking put the blinders on and keep it on. Right. Yeah. The crazy thing about addiction too, is like nobody really talks about, you know, when kids are young in their early twenties, they, you know, you, you're out on your own for the first time in life and you're, you're going a little bit wild because you're, you know, you've been, you've been at home under your parents' rules for so long. And now it's, you know, freedom and I'm living on my own. I do whatever the fuck I want. And and you're working. So you got to study yeah, fucking cash flow Yeah, you know, and you're working and yeah, you're starting to figure out life. So you think, and, and the next thing you know, you're 25, 26. And that's, I found with me anyway, that's when like the, the more, I don't the more serious drinking problems started, I think. Cause no longer was it just like fun and, you know, hanging out with friends. It was like just me getting drunk all the time, even by myself. Like that's not fun. It's not fun. That's an, addi- no. that's that's an addiction. An addiction. <laughs> <laughs> right? it's, it's no longer fun when you're just getting drunk at home by yourself. hundred well, percent. And, like, not only that, like, there is such an aspect to that. Like, I was guilty of that all the time, too, especially when you're in camp. Yeah. Fuck, I don't drink by myself. I'm my own best friend. But you know how absolutely low, like, low and, like, no no offense if anybody's in that fucking stage right now. I'm not judging because I've been there. But that is a low, shitty feeling. Like, such a fucking. It's terrible. It's a terrible fucking hole. And it's such, like, once once you enter it, it's just, like, fuck, it's only downhill from here. Like, right? Because you're, like, your own little best friend. And it's just, like. Your yeah. own toxic bestie. Right? Yeah. It's like, oh, I'll just get pissed. I don't know. Maybe make a couple phone calls. <laughs> like, oh, no, man. Well, and that's just it, right? Because you're, like, and I've heard this expression, but put in a different way. Mm-hmm. Where basically it's like it's your best alcohol is your best friend substances yeah. are your best friend it's there when you're happy it's there when you're sad it's there when you're in between it doesn't fucking mind if you fucking crack or open at two in the morning it doesn't come mind if you fucking go two days and take a break like it's mm-hmm. always there it's yeah. always easy accessible it's your best friend if, you, if your best and best friend worst enemy mm-hmm. yeah that's it's crazy how it it can just get out of control so fast and you don't realize it until it's too late and then it's like oh fuck now i got a big problem right and it doesn't take long. It really doesn't. It, it's no. it's so fucking easy to 
and like people, other people too, like make it easy to not see the red, like the red flags because they're doing the same shit and it's not frowned upon. Like fucking, it's just like, yeah, yeah whatever. So and so's young, they're having a good time. But in the reality, no, like so and so isn't having a good time when they're drinking four or five days a fucking week, when, yeah. you know, shit's hitting the fan at work, when their fucking health is deteriorating, when their mental health, your mental health will go for your physical health. Mm-hmm. And once your mental, like, I'm sorry, like you can treat fucking shit of the, of the body, but good luck when your mental health starts to slip. Like it is a fucking hard hill to get back on yeah. top of. And another thing too, is I've heard this a few times from a few people who are trying to stop drinking or even just tone her down a bit. And you know, their friends, like, because, I don't know, because they want to drink or whatever, will, like, push alcohol on them, even when they say stuff like, oh, I'm trying not to drink right now and stuff. Sabotage. And I, yeah, I fucking hate that. Like, if your friend is saying, I don't want to drink right now, the last thing you should be doing is putting it in front of them and pushing it on them. I fucking hate that. Absolutely. Because you know how fucking hard it is to stop drinking in the early days? It's, like, it's damn near impossible. It is. It really is. It's it to me. It was impossible. I can't. I still cannot believe to this day that I stopped because it was fucking impossible. Right. I can fuck it. I, and that's just it. Is like, and then you have to take a step back and like realize because I don't. I think I talked about it in an earlier episode where I had a family member in early, mm-hmm. in early. Like, I think within the first three months or what, three or six months, and a family member asked me to bring them alcohol. Yeah. And like, I fucking lost my. I came fucking unglued. I fucking was like, are you serious? And, like, and again, like, I don't know if it's just insensitivity or not realizing, like, hey, like, that is a fucking trigger and a half right there. And, like, sometimes I honestly feel a little bit like people, they need to justify their drinking and the way that they feel about themselves and the way that they conduct their business by, sure, they say that they're happy for you, but then they'll put you in a scenario like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't think, maybe they don't understand, like, when you're trying to quit, like, every, like, every thought you have that day is, like, convincing yourself, okay, I'm not going to drink, I'm not going to drink, all day. Like, talking to yourself and telling you that, like, no, 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 no. And then somebody just comes in and pushes that little thing in there, and it's just like, oh, okay, maybe, because, like, you know, it's like, man, if you're not going to support them, just fucking leave them just alone. Just leave them alone. And that's just it. And like, even like I've had, you know, friends in the past be like, Oh, I just missed when we used to do this. And we used to do that. And basically it was like, Oh, when we used to stay up late and gallivant and get drunk. And like, and I understand like, it's okay to mourn that and to miss that, but keep that shit to yourself because that's, that's not fucking, that's not helpful. And like saying shit like that makes it feel like I'm no longer worthy to hang around with you and be in your presence because I'm not fun because I'm not shit face drunk. And I can yeah. tell you right fucking now, I am fun. <laughs> you are missing out by fucking not seeing me sober. I'm just going to fucking put that out there. People that say that, I'll just say they're fucking retarded. Okay, you can't say well, that on this. Yes, bullshit. I can. Uh, it's my podcast. I can say whatever I want. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Shadow <laughs> band for life. Like, come on. That's not a nice like, term. I, but I know that because people are like, oh, I miss like getting drunk with you. Well, what the hell is your problem? Right? Like, seriously. Like, because I miss like, you self-sabotaging because it makes yeah. me feel better that I'm still self-sabotaging because it makes them feel better because misery loves company and yeah. they're still fucking stuck in their hole. <laughs> so they want to drag you down with you. Yeah. Get out of here. And that is such a very, like, that is such a very common, like, common fucking reoccurring theme. 
Yeah. And it's hard because, you know, like you're, you have to mourn these relationships if they trigger your sobriety. You really do. And again, like I'm going to put that out there. This is self love. Self love is being like, this person is, does not have my best interest in heart. This person may love me, but they are not supporting me. Yeah. And I'm going to pick me every fucking single time over them. Yeah. Again, because how many years, how many decades? Did you put fucking loving a substance, loving other people's bullshit over top of you? Yeah, I will never let anybody. If you don't, like, support my sobriety, you're not my friend. I'm, like, not at all. That's right. Like, at all. It's the one... on My sobriety is, like, one of my most important things. Right? Like... Like, you can come to my house, we can make fun of Blame, but you will not fuck <laughs> yeah. with my sobriety. Make I'm fun of me kidding. doing ice baths or... Right? I don't know. Like, you will not fuck with my sobriety. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on now. That is such a fucking hard point. And that is such a, such a, like a lesson that needs to be learned. And again, like maybe these people don't always have bad intentions and like, yeah. I get where they're coming from, but you can't say shit like that to people and expect no. a good outcome. And like, even like, if you miss like having, cause we had such a good time together when we were drunk, like maybe try to do something with us sober right? and we'll still have a good time. I can fucking guarantee you we will still be better time. Well, and then you don't have that like resentment looming over you either. Right. Like, cause Oh yeah. Like that was so fun. Like, yeah, but you know what? That was fun for a couple hours, but you don't live my life. You didn't see the next three days after you didn't see the fucking shit that transpired. Like you didn't see how I felt. You didn't see fucking, yeah. You missed the idea of like, Oh, it's all fun and fucking happy. Go lucky till someone's got an addiction problem. Yeah. And like, honestly, like it just, it's hurtful because sober people like people in general, like you already feel isolated. I felt very isolated when I first quit drinking, but to say shit like that is very fucking hurtful. And it makes me feel like I'm not worthy when if anything, I'm fucking more worthy than I've ever been for friendship because I'm fucking real. I'm here in my best fucking, you know, I'm here being my authentic true self and you're watering me down and saying, Oh, I miss when we used to get shit faced. (laughs) Right? Okay. Like, Get out of here with that. Right? Like, <laughs> fucking beat it. Kick rocks. Right? But that was a little rant for the day. I'm just going to put that out there. Self-love. Fucking love yourself more than anybody else's bullshit. I'm just going to put that out there right fucking now. Right. Love yourself more than the booze. That's right. <laughs> well, and love yourself more than walk, uh, more enough to not fucking water yourself down because other people are uncomfortable because they can't hang out with you because you're sober. Yeah. That's a weird thing. It is. But it's a real thing, though. I've experienced it. Is. It is. Yeah. I've really. I've, I have. Like, no way you have. Yeah, I have. It's strange. It's like, they're like, oh, you don't drink now. Oh, I guess, well. What, are, what, yourself, what like, are we going to do? Go for a coffee? Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> like We can't hang out if we don't have a beer? It's it's such a weird thing. And people are like that. They, they like. Creatures of habit. We can go to a, like, we can go to a bar and you can have a beer. Like, right? It's so weird. People are just like, oh, well. I guess we can't hang out anymore. It's like, oh, I guess not. See you later. <laughs> right? Like, if that's such a fucking deal breaker for you, I guess not. I guess, I guess it's just is what it is. Right? Right? I got enough friends and enough shit on my plate that I don't need you. <laughs> right? And I'll like, make some new friends anyway. Well, and you do. And you make friends. You realign with people that you're meant to align with. Because you're yeah. meant to align with people that are genuine and want to be around you when you're sober. And not just because you used to be a fucking blast in the glass and go get shit faced. Like, that's all fun and games, but the, the long story, like the end of the fucking, you know, we're all getting older or we all have so many days on this planet. Spend it with people that want to be around the real you, not the watered down fucking piss tank piece of shit you. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, like that's, 
that's where those are the people those are your tribe yeah well this podcast kind of went a little all over the place but uh anyways guys we hope you like this one this one was on love and a little bit of a rant <laughs> and also just love yourself guys fucking love yourself and fake it till you make it because one day you really are going to love yourself and you're going to be a better person for it that's true stick around we'll talk to you guys next friday <laughs>